So today we're talking about second order thinking. And you might be wondering, what does second order thinking mean? And you're in, you're in for a treat because Gavin's about to explain it to you. Uh, so what it means is, um, obviously, you know, we, we can all anticipate the immediate effects of our actions. So like what's going to happen straight after I do something or after I say something or after a decision I make. But very few of us actually take the time to consider the second order effects. So the effects of the effects. So we want to show you in this um, episode how second order thinking can really lead to massive gains in the long term. Also, I want to show you how you can use this as a mental framework for trust-based marketing. Um, and I'm going to show you how I've used some examples of second-order thinking uh, to be more effective in the work I've done at Sendable and in, throughout my career. But before we begin, as you know, we're going to start every episode with a quick icebreaker. So I'm going to ask Martine um, a quick icebreaker question from this box of prompts in front of me. Um, and afterwards, we'd love to hear how you answer this question. So in the show notes is a link uh, where you can uh, respond to the question as well. So here we go, pulling one out of the out of the box. Okay, so Martin, <laughs> is it more important to be book smart or street smart? Hmm, interesting question, because I feel like this is a bit of a domestic debate that we have often, because I always say to Gavin, he might have the IQ, but I have the life skills. Um, I personally, I would say street smart, because, I mean, it's very difficult to say categorically one or the other, but me personally, I would say street smart, because I think anyone can kind of open a book and learn. Not everyone, but most people can learn that. But street smart is something you've 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 been born with or you've developed along the years. It's not something you can just learn. It's something you're able to apply. Um, I think it really stands you in good stead. But as I said, this is often a domestic debate between us. <laughs> That's my response. <laughs> okay, so back to second order thinking. Um, so just some background. Um, so it, my, my biggest weakness in business has always been historically being too short-sighted. I was always focusing on the quick wins, like how can we deliver this thing? How can we accelerate as quickly as possible? But when I discovered this approach, the second order thinking approach to um, considering how you make decisions, everything changed. So when I, when I realized this, um, I started to see past the short term. And we actually started to achieve some of our biggest successes at Sendable. So I want to give you an example of how this actually works in practice. Now, this is an example made famous by Warren Buffett. Have you heard of him, Martin? Yeah, you speak about him quite a lot. <laughs> so Warren Buffett used this example to illustrate what can occur when second-order thinking is not considered. Um, so the example is you're at a concert. It's obviously standing room only. And someone two rows in front of you can't see very well. So she decides to stand on her tippy toes. Now the person behind her can't see very well and stands on his tiptoes. Now you can't see either. So what happened here is one short-sighted action, someone in front did, took this, this action, and now everyone else is far worse off than they were in the beginning because they all have cramps in their leg muscles from standing on their tippy-toes. It just shows how you're looking for the short-term result, the quick win, I want to be able to see the concert, but actually the effects are far worse than what you ever imagined. I think it's also a lot to do with like that kind of egocentric behavior. So the person in the front is really just satisfying their own needs. And I think, I mean, that's obviously a, a podcast on its own when, when you apply that to business. But um, that person in the front is really just thinking about their own needs and not the, not the consequences of their actions on other people. 
Um, and also, I would say that, like, I mean, it's quite a decision to make in the example of this concert. It's quite a gutsy move, I would say, to kind of be that person who makes that move. And then if you don't follow suit, then you're missing out because then you're blocked from seeing. I mean, I've seen it when you go to the West End in the shows, the people that stand up to clap in the finale or whatever. So that type of thing does happen. Um, and then you're kind of forced and it's also affecting your ability to choose, really, because you're either going to miss out or you have to join the crowd. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's also like human nature to always go for the immediate gratification. Like, how can I get that instant reward straight away? Not thinking about the longer term um, effects. And um, I think when we when we can see past that immediate decision, um, we're able to kind of identify these longer term successes. So maybe not in, the, not, not in the context of this concert, but generally in business. If you can look one step beyond what's right in front of you and consider what that impact will have in the long term, bigger picture, you can make much better decisions. And that's really what second order thinking is. Like, how can I take a few steps um, ahead of myself mm. to make a better decision? It's, it's, it's almost like a game of chess. Um, you know, if you play chess, the, the best players are able to consider a few steps ahead. Uh, like, if I make this move, what's my opponent going to do? And then what will I do next kind of thing? And this is where the biggest growth can happen in business, um, you know, in your own career, in the decisions you make. And um, it can be used in various places. So I'm going to show you like where it's really helpful. Obviously, the one I mentioned now is long-term interests. So how can I prioritize the long-term over the short-term gains? But also, it's extremely useful for arguments. Um, so you know, if we're having no, no. an argument, <laughs> uh, or maybe in a, in a workplace, uh, you're discussing a point. <laughs> and um, when you're presenting the case to get buy-in, you can use sort of second-order thinking to predict the objections that you'll encounter. So I might make a statement. My team might have a counter-argument. I might predict what she'll say. Maybe she'll have a few. Maybe there are a few options I've predicted. But once I've thought of what she might say, I can then already know what I'm going to say next to convince her how the argument should go in my favor. So definitely, yeah, for, for using arguments, thinking about what your opponent or your um, the other person is going to say in, re in response to your, your first point is really valuable. And also, um, it provides us with a framework for trust-based marketing. So if you listen to the podcast, you know, we talk a lot about trust, building trust, um, being authentic, being open, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing. And as you know, um, you know, trust and trustworthiness is a result of multiple interactions, not just one. So like if you have one interaction with me and it's a good one, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get your trust. So with second order thinking, you actually adopt the mindset that maximizing benefits is something that happens over time rather than immediately. So you, you, you realize that you can't uh, maximize the impact you're going to make on the first interaction, but more about thinking about if I do something now, what are the long-term payoffs? And you're actually considering the effects of the effects of your actions on others. And when you think of that sort of long-term um, approach, you can really enjoy these uh, long-term sustainable benefits that come with that. But when you go for the immediate payoff, like an, a cold call, a cold call or a direct sale or a pushy ad, you're trying to fast track your path to success. You're trying to see how can I get the sale? How can I get the revenue right now? And you can always, almost always guarantee that that'll, that that'll be a one-off interaction. So yeah, this, this framework is about like, how can I use a sequence of interactions to help me build more trust over time um, so that it pays off in the long term?